Are you saying you faked with me? Yeah. Now you're single. What do you know about sexual relations? Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? I'm a little worried about being a slut. You're listening to the Come With Us podcast. Talking the good, the kinky, and the ugly. Here are your hosts, Beth, Aaron, and Tina. Hello, hello, all you sexy holes and poles. Welcome to the Come With Us podcast, where you're part of all of the sexy, naughty, fun conversations that everyone wants to listen in on. Today, we've got a wonderfully special guest. She's a wonderful friend of mine. She is um, just a role model in all sorts of really interesting, cool ways. She's actually a modern-day courtesan. Do you know what a courtesan is? A courtesan was a powerful woman who had sexual relationships with royal, noble, and wealthy men of society um, for money, for money, right? But in fact, the the term courtesan started around the 1540s and meant literally a woman of the court. In other words, this was a woman who was close to the kings and queens and ruling powers, and yet, in modern-day language, she was a high-level prostitute. But in a time when women couldn't get power, the courtesan women, they had some amazing power and access and so much money, they could become millionaires. Well, our guest, Sally Blanky, is actually a very much a modern-day courtesan. You can call her a sugar baby if you want, but... She's amazing, and she's here with us from Serafina's World, where she um, has she has a, a created a community where she teaches men and women to explore their sexuality, their sensuality through different experiences, i.e., sex parties, and we'll talk about those things too. So, welcome, welcome to the show. I'm Beth Darling, your sexy genius here from SexyEdSchool.com, where smart, successful, and even spiritual people go for their graduate degree in love. It's my sexy pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Tina. And yay, welcome, Sally. I'm so thrilled. It's taken us a while to get make this happen, but so glad that you're here today. Thank you for having me. Well, I, I, I should say before people start calling me for um, courtesan jobs that I did actually um, a little while ago hang up my shoes on that because mm. I kind of feel like it's a very good experiment for a woman to explore and we can talk about that a little bit later but it's not necessarily a world that you would want to kind of stay in because Ah. it could be a little grimy so okay there you go well so here we talk about the good the bad the ugly so i'm glad to hear that right it's not there's nothing in the world that is all good and nothing in the world that is all bad generally so um yeah we'll we'll dive in i guess the first question and and maybe if you could give us an idea of your journey into this world of sexy, because, um, you know, it's not like you grew up, like you grew up educated and everything and smart like I did. And and then somehow at some point you found yourself in this world of sexy. Yeah, I think that I'm like the least likely person um, because like a lot of people, when they hear what I do, like they just kind of like label you the bad girl. And I probably have like the the least likely bad girl. So, you know, pretty much most of my life I was in kind of monogamously married. Um, I went to an all girls boarding school in England. Um, So, you know, like there was very little opportunity to kind of date and explore when I was growing up. 
then I went to a very, very arty college. Um, I was dancing, you know, I was dancing pretty much most of my life. So I didn't even start to date till I was 21. And I literally, the first day that I came to New York when I graduated college, I met a guy in the street who I married. So oh my gosh. It wasn't what? until way later that, um, you know, my, my kids were teenagers that I kind of like, you know, got divorced and went on to this journey. And I mean, it's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of like a funny story that I happened to date a male stripper. I mean, it is funny. Um, it was much younger than me. And so I went on this kind of crazy journey. And I will say, Wait, was this after your, this was after your marriage? Yes. Okay. Your marriage ends, you've got kids, teenagers, and then you meet a male stripper. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Well, I mean, the timeline might have been a little more muddy than that, but we won't, we won't analyze that with a microscope. Um, Yeah. And now like I'm giving myself the bad girl crown. Um, So yeah. So then I, I, um, you know, went on really an incredible journey of, you know, going from a very kind of vanilla lifestyle to, you know, for the first time in my life, having an open relationship, um, you know, exploring sex parties. When I first went to a sex party, I I actually didn't like it. It wasn't like I was like, woohoo, I'm so horny. This is the best thing in the world. I was, I think the first kind of parties I went to was more of kind of like a swinger party. And to me, I kind of was a little turned off by that dynamic because I think in the swinger world, it's more, you know, a lot of time kind of couples kind of pairing off together. And, you know, to me, it was kind of performative. But in my head, you know, something in me was like, you know what, I think I can throw a better party than this. Because already I produced um, a kind of burlesque cabaret show in the city. So I was already very much involved. And I also taught burlesque for a long time. So I was very involved in kind of women's sensuality, you know, women's insecurities about their body, the kind of things that women found sexy. So already kind of like something was planted within me that I wanted to have a party that was more appealing to women. And then that set me out on a journey in the kind of New York metropolitan area to kind of break into all the different kinds of communities, the kink communities, the sex positive communities, um, the Burning Man communities, you know, just to kind of see all the different things that were out there. Because from the very beginning, I knew that the party I wanted to throw would be kind of melding different worlds, like having people from all different areas um, and then fucking with everybody's minds. And I was allowed to say a bad word. No, no, no. Wait, fucking isn't a bad word to us. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Mean words. Those are bad words to me. Here you can, anything else goes. So, um, yeah. Okay. So that's so interesting. And so um, even though you didn't really like the sexy parties, you still had this urge to create something. 
Yeah. And then the more I explored, then I found communities in New York that I really did like the parties. And I found people that I really liked. And it was kind of interesting because in 2020, um, you know, right before the pandemic, you know, me and my ex-boyfriend had been planning to open a nightclub in New York, you know, a lifestyle nightclub in New York. And then at the the end of that year, we had broken up and I had thought to myself, am I going to even stay in this world? And I took a break from it probably for about six or seven months. And then truthfully, I really missed the friendships. And also, I think having gone, you know, pretty much at that point for kind of five years being in that world, it wasn't really possible for me to go back. I think my tastes, my style of communication, my way of being in the world was so different that, you know, I would go on kind of like a bumble or whatever to try and date somebody. And, you know, it just was so kind of dry and crusty, you know, like, you know, if I tried to date someone who on paper was appropriate for me, like really had no interest in them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, no, not that Tina and I know anything about dating issues. No, no, no. <laughs> right? No, no, no. Just had a few things. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You Go ahead. No, I was saying it was very interesting, you know, after kind of taking a break from that world, you know, I think it was like around August or September um, of 2021 when I did go back to that world and I was just kind of meeting people in real time, then I was just able to meet people so easily because I was with my people, you know? So, and that's the interesting thing because a lot of people will give that world a bad rap. But I think that there are so many excellent and beautiful people in that world because they're often people who really demand excellence in every area of their, of their life. So, you know, for example, you can go to an erotic party. You don't have to play at a play party, but you can still meet really cool and amazing people that you might want to date. So it's, it's a, whole, a whole other universe. So let's clarify for those people who don't know, because when, when you say play at a party, what do you mean? It's not board games you're talking about. Yes. So, so let's talk a little bit about kind of, the lifestyle and what are known as play parties. So, you know, we we started talking about Sally throws a sex party. Um, a sex party is usually called a play party. I mean, which I always found so ridiculous. You know, what are we going to do? Like get a sandbox? Um, but a, a play party is usually, a, you know, a social event and it could take, you know, so many different forms um, you know, yeah, for example, I thought I think of play as BDSM. No, not at all. I mean, a play party is just kind of like a term for a party where there is any kind of erotic play or the opportunity for it. Okay. So, all right. So the and, opportunity. And so, are these parties? Are they weekly? Do you throw them? You know, once a year. Or did you used to throw them once a year when you used to throw them? And and what's the like grandioseness of them? When did you have themes and stuff like that? Well, 
my party, um, I throw it once a once a month. And I actually, I took a, I took a break throwing my party during the pandemic because, you know, I don't, I'm not judging anyone who went to a play party, but I, under the, the situation of the pandemic, I didn't feel comfortable charging people money for, for a party. Right. So, you know, my party, but this isn't all parties. I want my party to be a real party where there's music, there's entertainment, you know, maybe there's a lot of sexy things that a woman can do without taking her clothes off right. uh, at the beginning of the party. Also, every single woman who's come to the party, I will have talked to them about what to expect. What are their boundaries? Just because you see other people, you know, jumping into a pile, that doesn't mean that you have to. So my party, it starts at 10 o'clock at night and until about midnight or so, it will be just like any other cocktail party. You know, maybe there's dancing, maybe there's a burlesque number, maybe there's a pole dancer, um, maybe there's someone doing shibari bondage, maybe someone giving fire massage, lots of kind of fun central activities. And, and let me also say, you have a dress code for your parties, right? This is not, you can't just come in yucky shorts and t-shirt. No, no, no. You, yeah, they, you have to dress up. Even yeah, if it's revealing. Exactly. There is usually always a theme and you can either come in the theme or as if you're going to a very high-end kind of sexy cocktail party or kink attire. But you cannot just come in, like you have to dress very intentionally. Um, do, you, do you have to be invited? Um, yes. Yeah. I send out invitations, um, and if somebody wants to come who I don't know, um, I will screen them. Right. So, yeah. And is it is it like a? Can you bring a partner? Because you talk about women, obviously. You oh know, yes. You... It's definitely um, couples, women, and men. Okay. Um, because for me, I don't want one of those parties where it's just couples. That's kind of a swinger party. Yeah. I want there to be that chance for people to meet each other. Mm-hmm. To be a single man who is invent- invited to my party, you have to be a very special man. Because <laughs> most men do not know how to behave in that setting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, I do not want there to be a kind of creeper vibe. So the kind of man who comes is someone who is very socially adept, very good at placing their attention on women, has no expectation of getting laid. Like they want to be in that environment and knows how to handle themselves. And you know what? Probably the truth is they know a lot of other people in that world and they're probably going to have a great night, but they're not that kind of hungry person who's not in that world and hasn't yet learned how to behave. And that's not to be rude to people because how can you know how to behave? I, as a woman, didn't know how to behave. You know, I got myself in positions where I probably gave too much away at first, which is why every single woman who comes through the door, either I or somebody else has spoken to them about what's gonna go down and also, my party is a very consent-based party. So we have a consent speech, 
And we, we always have like an erotic ritual. And before the erotic ritual is always a consent speech. So, um, you know, it's a very specific framework for what is going to happen in the evening. Which I think is important because, again, when you are new to this um, or if you're going to a new city, you're going someplace where you aren't familiar with the, the players and the people, knowing who's running the parties is huge because people have reputations. Yeah. And the key to these kinds of successful parties is that consent, like if there's any bit of trouble, if somebody doesn't handle, if somebody doesn't receive a no particularly well, they need to be gone, like immediately. And when you have management that will do that at parties, then you can go and feel safe. I have one friend who laughs and says they feel safer naked at a sexy party, at a, at a good sexy party, right, than they do fully clothed at a bar because at a bar there are no limits people are pushing things and nobody's kicking out the ones that are causing trouble quickly until you know until fists are thrown so um there is that weird sense of you actually can be so much safer and feel so invited to say no to whatever it is that doesn't work for you i think i think when it's done really well you know i i have an amazing friend in new york called chris gillam who throws a lot of different parties. And when I first came back into that world, it was really because I had a lot of friendships within his community. And when I went to one of the first parties that I went back to, I was really like, you know what, this is such a parallel universe because, you know, the people are just so warm and kind and respectful. And the usual kind of issues in the world about kind of sexism, racial tension. They just don't really exist in that world when the host curates it right. So right, that's key. I, I was so appreciative of, you know, being back, you know, in his world. Um, and my party is very different from his, but I aspire to have a similar kind of vibe, you know, with my community. What about condoms? Do you provide condoms? Are people supposed to bring condoms? Is it yeah. cool to use? Is it cool not oh, to yeah. use? Absolutely. Um, you know, during the consent speech, they will point out what is called safer sex stations because, you know, like no sex is completely state safe. Um, yeah. But, you know, they will have not just um, not just condoms. They'll have, you know, wipes and this and that and lube and, you know, this, that and the other. And I've also noticed if anyone sees someone, you know, not using a condom. I mean, okay, if it's with their partner, who everyone knows is their partner, it's kind of very frowned on. Like people will say, will kind of be, oh, look, that person is. Like it's definitely kind of frowned on, you know. That's good. I yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Aaron, you're so, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, Tina. go ahead, Aaron. If you have a question, I mean, uh, I mean, the one that comes to mind right now. So, like location types, do you use just like one giant room where everybody like, or is it kind of set up kind of like a house party where if you couple up with somebody or you feel a vibe with somebody or somebody's and you want to have a little bit of privacy, you can find a room with a door that, you know, lets you 
kind of go off and do your own thing without every not worrying about everybody watching? Well, in there are definitely house parties like that. And there are also clubs where there are some smaller rooms. Yeah. Um, my party used to be in basically a custom-built space where um, the play area, we're not talking about sandboxes, was different, was different kind of beds with kind of drapes around them, around the main party room. The new party that I'm throwing, you know, on my build-up to opening a club, it has like one room, which is kind of like a big party room, that's gonna have like a stage and a constant flow of music, entertainment, very kind of sexy, kind of cabaret vibe, edgy. And then there's gonna be a completely separate play area. So it will be just one large room that people will have to go into with a partner. So you don't have that creeper vibe. And we even have consent monitors on the door to kind of make sure that people kind of go with a partner, stay with a partner. You know, once in that room, you can mix it up and do what you want. But I just don't want single guys going into that room, you know, watching. Because that is, you know, that is a vibe that most people don't like. That There are specific parties, not my party, that you know have kind of like a gangbang vibe but i mean and that may sound terrible but it's kind of curated and that's what everyone there wants you know the women and the men included it's very consensual so there are parties that single men can go to my party is not that kind of party because i really am thinking at the top end i want it to be sexy and romantic for the women because if it's sexy and romantic for the women at the front end it's going to get really is very, very dirty at the end for everyone. But you have to start with the women being really enjoying themselves, you know, feeling playful, getting full at the front end so that everyone is like in a really chill mood. Yeah. And, and I think for men who the idea when they hear romantic, they sometimes discount because this, you know, TV Hallmark Channel version of romantic. I think the term seductive is really much more um, apt in, in the case of your parties because that's it's not about cliche chocolates and flowers no, no, and prim no. and proper. It, it is this idea that, that women and that sensuality, sexuality is celebrated, that it is okay, that it is fun, that it is beautiful, that, that you just, you want to move, you want to touch, you want to be seen, you want to look like, you don't want lurkers. Those, those creepy, I say there's a difference of lurkers versus people just yes. are also equally involved and in looking at you and you're looking at them. And, and it's this idea that you're sharing things. Together. Well, I, I think that it's like, listen, you have people there. It's a play party. People came there with the intention of either getting down to business or meeting other like-minded people. People are dressed sexy. A lot of women are wearing lingerie. And then when I said, I like to fuck with people's minds, that's good too. It is seductive because I'm, I, there's an element of fear in everyone because they don't quite know, what is that bitch Sally gonna do? Like truthfully, I'm gonna do something very nice and pleasurable and fun, but it's that, that thing of kind of like, everyone's seen eyes wide shut and they're like, 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking, eyes wide shut, when we yeah. first started talking. It's something way better than that. Like, who wants a bunch of people in stupid, like, what do they have, rabbit heads on? You know, it's something really fun. It's something, it, actually, what I usually do is something very kind of charming, you know, and surprising. So, you know, people are going to be kind of delighted. And then it's also very interesting because there'll always be some swingers there and usually they're not used to that. They're not used to a consent speech. So they might be tipsy and try and laugh at it or whatever. And I'll be really strict and haul them in. So it's it's kind of cool because it's a chance for me to take kind of control of the room. Um, but people need to be taken control of because they need to know that someone is in charge so that they can then go and have like a, a safe and juicy experience. Right. And, feel safe. and, and I then, think the difference, going back to your eyes wide shut, when I saw that, the problem is, and I've been to some parties like this too, where people are walking around, but they're actually not really inhabiting their body. It's it's as if they're trying to play a role. They're trying to pretend to be sexier or to be cool or something. And that difference versus people who are just really, who are feeling sexy, who are feeling cool, and they're just being themselves that to me, that energy is so completely different. And that's why I didn't like the movie Eyes Wide Shut. I thought it was just mostly awkward and yeah. didn't appeal to me. But watching people like a woman, particularly if she's not someone who's been very comfortable with her body or with her sensual side, and when she puts something on like a piece of lingerie or a piece of sexy attire, and she suddenly just feels like herself, it's like she's glowing. The The energy is crazy. And that to me is, is incredible and unique. And that's, I think people should experience some sort of really cool sex party. Sorry, Tina, go ahead. I was just going to ask like, what, in, what about like age ranges um, for the people who come and also um, like in terms of this, these to me sound like heterosexual parties mostly. Um, I'm guessing there are people who throw other, you know, like, like a, you know, if you're, well, LGBT, yeah. Sorry. I would say that my world is basically sex positive. Right. So the party that I curate, it's it's um, less queer. It's more. Um, I would say that it's more um, straight with bi women, but occasionally, like if there's a bi man, then no one would ever. Like okay. basically yeah. anything, yeah, goes, anything goes and it's very inclusive. Right. But I guess I would say I know who my client is. Right. So it's kind of curated for that. Right. So, but, but no one would ever be made to feel uncomfortable. Right. 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 Okay. And, and you're right though. There are different parties just, just yeah. the same way that right. um, there are different clubs and different people go and, so absolutely, no matter who you are, what you're into, if, you, if you're interested in a more BDSM kinky party, there are those. Um, if you want just more ex the swingers, you know, obviously, there's just different uh, categories and different people that are hopefully have good reputations with each in, within each little realm. And that, mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have the permanent club to be able to have, you know, kind of develop 
have space for different communities on different days, you know? Yeah. Right. And uh, when, when, when do you think you're going to open your club? Do you have a... Well, you know, I'm just getting back into throwing my party. So I want to kind of build up my guest list again yeah. while looking for spaces. And the goal I set for myself was within this year. So fingers well, crossed. On wood. Hopefully. Yeah. That's awesome. Well. Hey, y'all, I think we're get, coming close on um, sort of time. I would suggest maybe if you're willing to kind of um, to do this again, I'd love to have you on a, a separate episode and where we can really dive into the sugar daddy stuff, if that's okay with you, yeah, because pleasure. I think this is totally fascinating mm -hmm. and there's so much more. And I think we'll have a ton of questions also about the sugar daddy Absolutely. stuff. Does that so, work for y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go, obviously... Like the way you describe yourself as host of these parties, I'm going to assume that you don't play during them because you're kind of more busy monitoring and, and you know, playing referee or, or you know, being host. the person who's in charge and not don't want to get carried away with your own fun. Um, God, I should plead the fifth on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine you too. absolutely can do that. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I have sometimes got swept up in the fun, but I would say that I can, I feel like I always have on my eye on the room and there's always, you know, consent monitors or I, I always have a partner there, um, you know, and there's always security. So I kind of feel like getting back into it because now like I'm being very intentional with what I want to do and because it's kind of like a new and a new venture, you know, I'm not, I, I kind of highly doubt that I'll be playing at the first couple of parties unless, okay. unless in my sandbox, <laughs> but, um, you know, but I like the idea that it's so much fun that even though you do have this business, you know, right. You have this host mentality that it is so appealing to you that, that you you you're enthusiastic about it. This isn't just something you're doing as pure business. This well, is your pleasure too. Well, you know what the truth of it is, you know, my list, I curated a list of my friends and I think people come because they want to party with me is one of the reasons. So, you know, I think that that's kind of like a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You created the community and you work with, or you, you want around you. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we'll have to go experience. We'll have to take Aaron and uh, Tina to a, to a play party sometime. I, would I know that. Aaron's wife would totally be thrilled. So. Oh yeah. We'll work totally. on that one. You better drop some divorce papers before you take me. Aaron, have you, have you ever been before? No, never. Because I, the, that's one of the things that I really specialize in is couples who haven't been before and so many people like now like they thank they thank me for it or a lot of time like a girl who likes that world and maybe she starts dating someone and she wants to introduce him into that world and then still now years later like they thank me for it because it's all about doing it nice and easy yeah, yeah. i mean my whole thing like i love talking to people and i love getting to know like all the things that make people tick uh and their backstories and all that stuff so like that would be like my whole thought process if i were in that element i wouldn't be like noticing the sexy i'd more like want to learn about every single person and be like okay 
what exactly in your life led you up to this exact moment where you're standing here at this kind of a party and you know how did how did you get here how do you feel about all that kind of stuff like i would just walk around and interview every single person and want to learn everything about them and and the, the thing that i usually say to couples when they come together is perhaps the first time just be voyeurs and then when you go home you're going to go nuts together and also the other thing is for anyone listening you know some people hearing about this you know you think oh my god those people are like the craziest degenerates but the thing that i really learned is that many of the couples in that world and the married people have some of the most rock solid marriages because the whole thing about kind of cheating and whatever it's off the table because they're constantly keeping themselves full you know and they have this whole kind of sexy life together so to me i think that that is really admirable because i mean myself i mean i really consider myself monogamish you know but i think like i really do you know after all of yeah. the all of the journeys it's not that i want to be out with this person or out with that person but i do like the idea of having this element in my life with a partner so say you're in paris oh let's go to that club say you're in vegas it's not like i i personally don't want it to be my whole social life but i think you know once in a while like it can really spice things up yeah i mean you can't eat lobster every single meal that's why you go out for a lobster dinner once a month and you're all right cool that's yeah. good <laughs> yeah Good analogy. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to wrap this up and I can't wait. We will have you back on next week and we will talk about the sugar daddy stuff. So thank you very much, Sally Blanky. So, so pleased to have you and appreciate you just being so forthright with us. And definitely, I think, um, like, I can't wait to go to your party um, and I will be there soon. So, um, all right. For our listeners, Aaron, um, tell them how to reach us. If you've got questions, you know, holler at us. But you can also go find Sally at serafinasworld.com. That's S-E-R-A-F-I-N-A-S world.com. Serafinasworld.com. And you can find us. Yeah, you can find us on all the different social medias, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Come With Us Podcast, on Twitter at Come With Us Pod. Uh, you can DMs are open on all three of those options. Uh, you can even find us on, um, or you can email us, Come With Us Confessions at gmail.com. It's Come With Us Confessions, concerns, episode suggestions, everything you want to know. If you, uh, you know, we answered a couple questions in recent episodes because, well, Sometimes when you have a question, all of a sudden it sparks us and going, hey, we haven't addressed that before. So there are no stupid questions. Feel free to reach out to us. Come with us, confessions at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, I will also put a link to Serafina's World in the episode description. So if you're listening right now and not watching, just scroll down to the, the uh, episode description. You can find it there. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I'm Beth Darling, your sexy genius from sexyedschool.com. Please go to sexyedschool.com. Use the promo code come with us for 20% off your courses there. You can take the how to blow his mind while loving his body or the art of orally pleasuring her. Take those before you go to these sexy parties and you'll see what a good education can do because not everybody. There are a lot of people who do a lot of stuff. They don't always do it well. And I want you to do things well. All right. Big hugs and love. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for, um, 
big part is these bare naked conversations about love, sex, and relationships. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Come With Us podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Come With Us Podcast and send in your questions, comments, and confessions to comewithusconfessions at gmail.com. Until next time, keep it fun, flirty, and naughty.